This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Taking a cold shower has been shown to have several health benefits, but that's only if you intended to do that. If your water heater is on the fritz, we can help you today. The join You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-674-7... Uh, 672-7464. I'll get it right. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Pam's already laughing at me. By the way, Fixit 101 re-airs every Saturday at 9, right before the Gestalt Gardener. So uh, catch it then, too. So how are you guys this morning? Well, I want you to talk about our tips and tricks videos that we've got coming out. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, uh, so what we did was uh, a little earlier in the spring summer, we all jammed up into uh, uh, Pam's garage. And it was my shop. <laughs> it was. It was 178 degrees. And we, uh, we, we, we filmed some tips and tricks. I will say that Pam and Jeff are absolutely wonderful in front of a camera. They just, just <laughs> warped and they got it and they just, they, they spoke to their audience. I sucked to my thumb and crawled on the floor like oh, a baby. I you did a it's great scary. job. I, you know what? I've been on the radio for for you know for for thirty years now coming up, but I will tell you that a camera scares me to death. I don't know why. Well, so. I watched the one yesterday where we're talking about extension cords. Uh huh. And it, you did a great job. Hey, thanks. Yeah, you did a great. And you know, it was so relevant to me because um, I've been dealing with trying to charge my Polaris. Uh huh. And that that one charging so good. So I've taken it to the shop, but it said that you had to use an extension cord with a minimum twenty amp rating. Mm, wow. Do okay. you know how expensive yeah. those things oh, are? Yes. Right. Oh, right. absolutely. Whoa. Well, it's funny if you go to the uh, the 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 box home store and find that section on the bottom rows they have all the extension cords that people buy for their homes and then on the top rows they have the ones that you actually should buy Which you should buy yeah. the thicker ones yes and they they are it is it it's quite a bit more expensive to go to the thicker ones than it is the small ones. and the length I was looking at a yep. hundred foot twenty amp Let's all guess how much we thought that would be. Mm, Sixty bucks. <laughs> Higher. Higher. One, one, one twenty. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. like. Yeah, it's yeah, expensive. Yeah, it was right around a hundred bucks. It's expensive. Right. Well, and understanding well, that that uh, the long it, the longer the application on power, when you move power from one end to the other, if it's on an extension, it's going to lose power over length. That's right. Uh, and and so and you know think think about what you're doing. You're you're moving power. It is going to heat up. Right. So it's it's not like, uh, you know, you just got a little juice running through it. It's it's 110, <laughs> 20 amp. 
The exact um, same thing that's flowing through your outlets is going through the well. Yeah, yeah. and, it, and it needs to be yeah. a suitable. Yeah. It needs to be a suitable size wire to carry mm. the load. Well, but, and that's what we talked about in our video, and you did an awesome job. Well, with thank that. you. I appreciate All it. Tips and tricks. Yeah. Uh, a tip and uh, tip or trick. I got. I got to tell you guys about this. Uh, I did a, a DIY this weekend that was. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm proud of this one. Okay, we have one of these. It's a 20 year old yellow Dyson vacuum. It's been around for 20 years. It is amazing. Wow. It's always worked. It's incredible. It still works amazing. Anyway, my wife took it apart the other day to clean the filters. You know, and kind of clean up. You know, after a while, vacuum gets grody, right? So she was cleaning it up, and and as usual, there was a a portion of this uh, uh, vacuum cleaner that has like a a, a a foam type filter and you're supposed to take this filter out and wash it under the sink and get the grody's out right well is grody a technical term it, it, it's it's mine is yeah. that like uh i'm gonna go with that if i google grody what do i get jason's term <laughs> yeah uh but but okay picture so, of jason's vacuum cleaner right exactly <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, you're supposed to put it out of the water and squeeze just like any sponge, and the stuff comes out, right? This thing fell apart in her hands. Oh, just as dis- it, it was degraded. It had well, a shelf life, Jeff. Right. It, did. Yes, it had it a did. shelf life. Well, and, and we've cleaned it before, of course, but it just it did. It had a shelf life, and it just fell apart. So anyway, I start calling around to try to, try to find this thing, uh, this filter. Nowhere to be found. Of course, I can go online and order it from, from Shenzhen, but it's it's nowhere to be found locally right so um i kind of look at the stuff i i go to uh, i'll be honest i went to wally world and and they had this high density foam for crafts that one would use to say make a seat cushion and i went and i i i, I took what was left of the old sponge uh, drew an outline of it, cut the sponge out, put it into the little cup that it went into, and that thing works. Wow! Like money, it he is. Created awesome. his own filter. Yeah, well, and it was basically a spongy type, a, a high density type sponge, is what it was. And so I just went and found that, and because it was like I was going to have to order it really wanted a vacuum last night, so I just went and got the filter. He, he, he pulled a space shuttle. That's it. Me- yeah. Remember, remember when they were stuck in space and they had to uh, yes make make, make yeah. all their stuff out of duct tape and boxes. Or yeah, something? I did, that's what I did. But I have a working vacuum that was nice, fantastic, and, I, I, and, and hey, that is something to be proud of. Yeah, that's very. But well, I it was six dollars, and the filter online was much different. Than yeah, that. yeah. So. Well, and we do also need to point out that Jason wanted to vacuum. Well, uh, How many people want to vacuum? <laughs> you, know, you know, there are various rewards in a relationship, and I'm just going to leave that there. All well, right. So, I, uh, I need to say something about that vacuum. Do you plug it in? Is it a plug-in? Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. You know, I've gotten so spoiled with those charging things. Yeah, we, we've, got the, we've got the small charging charging dice. thing and i actually yeah. had a conversation with a client the other day i was comparing you know because you can spend some big bucks on these you can spend uh-huh. some big money on big vacuum. bucks on these va- and if you've got a lot of pets it's actually a good idea well i was gonna say i was gonna say and and i think that's cute but i have three kids and four dogs so we need the one 
that kickstarts. We want a, a vacuum that you might need premium gasoline for. We, we got to work for it. Anyway, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. What did you get into this week? Did you, have you been working on anything, Pam? Well, I headed down to the pond, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not strong enough to cut the wire that we're using for on our fence. So uh-huh. I had to find things to do that didn't include strength. Right. You know, so I got into a couple of things that, well, actually what I did is I ran the wire across the openings in the fence because I had a couple of baby raccoons show up. Oh. And, you know, those things, they look really cute, but you put a dog on them and they turn wicked. Well, you know what? The the small ones are not the ones I'm worried about. It's the mom behind them. That... Yeah, these are going to grow up because they're eating all my figs. Oh, okay. Well, good. Yeah, so I just had a moment with the baby raccoons, pretty much. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Jeff, so did, did, you, did you capture them? No, but I I was thinking about relocating, and then I had to have a I had a moment where I thought, you know, I got. I can go to the store and buy figs. Yeah, right? I, I got stuff to do. Yeah, I got other things that I can do. So I'm just going to concede the figs and <laughs> enjoy their cuteness from a distance and finish that fence so my dog doesn't tie it up with an yeah, adult there's, raccoon. There's really, there's really nothing you're going to yeah, do, yeah. do about them. Yeah. Move your fortification lines. All I'm you, just yeah, going to learn right. to love them. That's right. All right, before, learn, we, learn to love them. before we go to break, I want to get to this email that we got. Uh, I, I love this. My house was built in 1950. And I have a 25-plus-year-old gas water heater that is not heating water anymore, and I'm ready to replace and willing to consider new options. It's tired. It's, it's so, very tired. It's so tired. If you can even see the rods uncorroded at this point. <laughs> All right. My plumber said that they might not be able to replace it with a similar one due to new building codes. The water heater is in the garage and in a utility area with my air conditioning uh, air conditioning heater and blower. There is no water drainage issue. The code issue, I'm told, is that the new ones have to put on a stand. With a stand, there's probably not enough ceiling height for uh, a stand with proper venting. Does that apply if I had not? Anyway, uh, what are the best options for replacing? Are instant hot water heaters a good option for a typical house with normal two people seldom use operation? You know. Well, you know, Jeff and I are going to always say t- go to tankless, but let me address this thing about it needing to be on a stand. Mm-hmm. There are some newer water heaters that have that can actually be reset. The reason you don't want it on the ground mm-hmm. is that if you are storing flammable items in anywhere close like mm-hmm. gasoline for your lawnmower or and those things that we normally put in our garage right those fumes in the old days if they hit that pilot light that, mm-hmm. of a water heater that's sitting on the ground right you've now created a bomb right so since when was the date on that jeff was it 1998 that Ooh. they started the i can't remember maybe, maybe. Yeah, somewhere around in there they it's called a Vapor interrupter resistor, I think, VIR. I'm probably wrong. A plumber will call us and, and, and give us an idea on that. Right. But what would happen is that if that fume hit that pilot, it would extinguish it. And for a long time, it was a one and done. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So if it, if it extinguished it, now you got to go buy a new water heater. Oh. Now they have resets on those things, on the newer ones. 
So I've actually, because I, I did this on a home inspection, I called it out, and the plumber called, and I love it when they do that, and educated me that the newer ones, if it extinguishes that pilot light, if a flammable mm-hmm. gas hits it, there are reset codes, and you can come back and reset the unit. Mm-hmm. So in, okay. an, in an older house, and this is where we get a little confused, if you're going to go by code, you have to go by the code in which the house was built. <laughs> which was 1950 <laughs> was in 1950. this case. Right. And so they didn't care. Or if you're doing a total remodel, you may run into having to update according to code. Right, right, okay? right. But to replace a water heater? Let's make it real simple on them and just, just do a tankless. Just do a tankless. Yeah. And, um, Instead of jumping through all those hoops, because right. you're gonna, you can get a rebate, a and tax then rebate if, on if, it. If if we can get our tankless in the attic, that's even better. Um, you know, I don't, or hang I, it on the outside. Or hang it on the outside. It just, you know, and one it, of the benefits here, they mentioned, it's just two people. Um, yeah, if that's, if okay. that's the case, if it's just two people, you know, you might not want to be heating water all the time so that's not well, a big deal i don't i don't want to be heating water all the time anyway right, right. ever i don't care if i got two or ten yeah <laughs> you know yeah. I, I want a tankless and i want it big enough to handle the my living environment right and that's based on the number of baths well uh, and that, I, you, that you have and so. i will say that that if it's just two people living in a home and this is like if they're empty nesters um that you know, you can go pretty efficient uh, with a, a tankless. Well, in other yeah. words, if you're not putting out a lot of water in this particular case, you know, you could go pretty efficient, meaning cost efficient in this yeah. situation. I, I wouldn't even consider a tank. Yeah, I wouldn't either. If okay. it were me, and yeah. actually in my house, I had a tankless put in about 15 years ago, yeah. and it's running. It's it's all it's awesome. I yeah. love the thing. I do too. All right, it's time for us to take our first break of the hour. We, uh, we want to hear from you too about this. What's happening at your home? Give us a call at 877 MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. If you're working on something in your house, uh, if you have a question, a thought, an idea, or even uh, a, hey, can I do this? We can answer it. 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email, fixit101 one at mpbonline.org. Okay, email. Good morning. I have a new driveway uh, gravel put down recently. Oh, okay. It's kind of backwards. But I had a new driveway gravel put down recently, but with all the hard rains we've had since, it washed a deep channel down one side. Uh, there's a field slightly above parts of the driveway where I believe all the water is coming from after strong rains. I saw an online video about using guardrails and planted lengthwise into the field border at the driveway to route the heavy rain down to the road or culvert under the driveway. 
Right. I was planning just to use uh, used cross ties, but read online that the EPA frowns on their use as retaining walls or garden borders because of the chemicals in the cross ties. Uh, what else might be cost effective? Thanks for any uh, ideas you might have. It never occurred to me. I, I, uh, uh, we use cross ties when I was growing up all the right, time, just right. everywhere for in, in, in retaining walls, too. It never occurred to me that there was some chemicals there that maybe shouldn't be. Yeah, maybe the the sea of, sea of what's Creosote. it called? Creosote. Creosote, yeah. It's probably not good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> But yeah. now, there, there, there's a couple different ways to do exactly what this individual's talking about. Mm-hmm. We can, it's hard to divert water. Yes. It's very hard. Especially mm-hmm. that volume. That's right. But it's a lot easier to slow it down. Right. So if we could, and without seeing the process, if we could get a a V or a delta, if you will, right. So like a cricket on a house. So when the water comes down, it it hits that it hits that V, uh-huh. and it disperses that water and slows it down. Um, okay, I see what you're saying. Because that's what's moving my, my road material right. is the speed of the water. Uh-huh. So let's see, can we slow that down with a series of, Interesting. of um, uh, you know, you could do it with, with right. hay, hay bales. It wouldn't look good, but you could do it with hay bales. Right. So, okay, so, I see what you're saying. So uh, it's not necessarily, and it wouldn't even necessarily need to be a permanent structure. I, I mean, because well, a hay bale is not a permanent no, structure. No, no, it's. I'm just used that just just for the visual of what I right. need to do. So no, I think it needs to be a a berm. Mm-hmm. Put some vegetation on that berm to hold it, and then you have a natural barrier to slow that water down. Um, what about? Possibly, uh, yeah, I, I see. Yes, and it's not expensive. To what do about that. instead of using uh, or putting something down? What about building something, building the ground up in that place where it would? Well, burn, yeah. That, 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 now we're diverting the water, and a lot of times that's expensive, and it. And oh, okay, it's, I got and you. It's, and it's hard. It's hard to move Mother Nature. It really is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, thoughts, Pam? Any I was ideas? Saying, what is that? What's that rock called? Uh, riprap? Yes. That that would slow it down. What is riprap? Riprap, another name for that is, um, it's not Gabriel. What's, it, well, what's its, its purpose it's, in the It's world? like that word. Um, okay, riprap, you see it on the side of interstates. It, it, it controls uh, water flow. It, can, it, it saves banks really? of dirt. And it's big... Um, it's on the reservoir. Um, gray, so going yeah, yeah, the yeah. It's the stones on the on the reservoir. On the reservoir. Uh, it, they kind of look like gray granite stones. You're yes, about? yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That that is called riprap, and there's various sizes. Of okay, that. okay. So, and there's a the professional name. It's it's it starts with a G. I can't recall it. And right is that now. something where you'd like uh, call the uh, the materials company that is local to you that sells stone and stuff like that and that say bring it over? Or, or your your concrete supplier, whoever's, oh, okay. whoever's in okay. your area, that's who they can do supply that, too. that. Yes. Okay, so not and just a garden supply. Thing. This is not a this is not a handyman job. <laughs> I mean, well, you, know. you you can get some that are about twenty five pounds. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, we just we just ordered some, and that's why I'm upset. I cannot remember the name, but uh, you you can get you can get various sizes, right? Uh, you know, baseball, softball, up to the 
you know, big hundred pound that you see at the reservoir. Right. Let me. I need to tell an embarrassing story. <laughs> Hang on, turn it up, Java. This is these are the good parts. All right, yeah, go for it. About twenty five years ago, I'd moved into my house and um, I had some drainage issues, so I thought I'll just go down the concrete place and get me some gravel. So I go down there and I had a little one of these tiny Ford pickup trucks. Ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> put, a, put a load in the back. I drove up and I told I said I need a load of gravel, and he looked at me. And he said, are you sure? And I said, oh, yeah, just put me some gravel back there. He right. put about half a load in there, and that truck yeah. almost, it almost <laughs> stood up on its end. And so I was, <laughs> I'm driving this thing down the road, and all of a sudden the tires started exploding. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad day. So don't overestimate or underestimate. The weight of the things that you put in your vehicle. That's true. That's true. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And, yeah, uh, we're talking about all things water heater today if you would like to, uh, if, or if you have a question about that. Also, taking your emails at uh, it's fixit101 at mpbonline.com. You know, I've been reading that since, like, 2014. I'm just now. Now getting it, the the email address. So anyway, all right. Uh, here's an interesting email that requires opinions, and I'm glad I've got you both here. I have a we feeling. got a few. We have an opinion. Hang we on. Got a I, few. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to write down what I think your opinion is here, and that way we'll be able to prove it when I'm done. All right, I'm going to ask a question. Uh, my wife and I just met with a contractor about building our new home in Brandon. A question came up that I'd like to get your input on. Vinyl versus hardy board soffit. Our new home will have hardy board and brick siding, but our contractor asked if we wanted vinyl or hardy soffits. He was good about explaining the aesthetic differences, but I was wondering which was better to maintain over time, and is ventilation affected? I thought there's a really neat uh, question because the guy, the guy is, or this person is, is using uh, what he, what one would say is preferential uh, materials on the home itself, you know, on the on the outside. Uh, so he's just talking about the soffits, um, uh, things like that. Is is that? Have you guys heard of that before? Going of with, of course. It? Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going vented uh, hardy. Absolutely, hands and, down, and uh, and and I'll be happy to tell you why. Hang on, Pam, where are you going? Vinyl. What? Really? <laughs> really? You're going vinyl? Okay, I want I want to go ahead and say I wrote down Hardy for both of you. I assumed you would well, go Hardy. Here's the problem that I have with 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 vinyl. Uh-huh. Um, vinyl is inexpensive. Mm-hmm. It's quick. It looks great mm-hmm. for the first few years. Uh-huh. Vinyl vinyl uh, will start fading. Mm-hmm. Uh, as paint will too. Right. Okay. So that's they they don't own that right. section. <laughs> um, right. But another thing that 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 bothers me about vinyl, the longer it is exposed to the UV, mm-hmm. the more brittle it will get. That's true. So its its life expectancy is less than the fifty uh, year life expectancy of a. Concrete product. Let's don't call it hardy. We'll call it a concrete product. I do agree with that. And then, of course, you can always repaint your hardy. And painting vinyl is not a a question. Yes. How's the sun going to get to my soft? 
Well, well yeah, and, and it, also soffits often are white, too, and the fade is often not it's, seen. It's like it's the ceiling well, of the roof, right. so there's not going to be it, a lot of sun getting it, up there. There's not going to be a lot of sun, but I assure you it will get brittle. Well, but the thing is, I can work with vinyl. That's true. A DIY vinyl, person vinyl, can work with that's vinyl. Right. That's, that's right. That's right. I'm not going to fool with Hardy or the concrete Hardy, board. Yeah, concrete that's more board of a is professional. A, yeah. So if I'm working on a house, and this is really going to depend on the customer too. That's if right. If you have a client who is not very handy, right. it's not going to be doing the things around the house. Then you want you can go with a different type of product. But me, I'm going to have my hands in everything. Yeah. So I'm going to look at it from the perspective of what is it that I can fix 10 years from now? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's going to be time to fix it because it's going to be brittle and wore out. <laughs> Look at it, boy. He's standing on it. Stand on this. All right. Let's go to the phone. Fletch is on the line in Jackson. Uh, what's going on, Fletch? What What's going on with you today? Uh, a couple things. Um, so, Pam, I did the same thing with a full-size truck. Luckily, I didn't uh, rupture any tires. Any tires. <laughs> but I could, I could swing my uh, steering wheel about uh, six inches right and left and never, uh-huh. never turn. Right. Never turn. <laughs> and you don't want to turn real fast because you're going over. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> that so is I've fun. Got a, I've got a rhetorical question just to check um, uh, y'all's uh, comments. So, um, two-story house. Um air conditioner in the attic the sink just below where the ac condensation pipe connects with the exhaust coming from the roof okay that goes that goes down another floor uh to that sink mm-hmm. water backing up into the sink mm-hmm. uh but not the tub and toilet nearby that's right because okay. it's the lowest resistance, probably. So uh, did they? Okay, so they put the they put the P trap in the vent. It's uh, probably clogged. It just needs some. Um, you know, I've seen people put bleach in them to yeah, clean them out. Yeah, it could be. Is it something um, that simple, really? How 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 is this house, Fletch? How old? Yeah. Uh, a little over twenty years, I think. Okay, oh. okay. So this is this is this is something new. This that hadn't been going on for twenty years. Oh, well, correct, correct. Okay. No, I'm I'm with Pam. It, it sounds like your drain line. If you have access to an air compressor, if you could blow that out, uh, would be would be an easy fix. Um, I'm with Pam. I've I've seen people do bleach because. I think algae probably grows That's what's in that. Causing it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And another thing too. How old was the house? Four years. Twenty. Is About 20. twenty. Twenty years. Have you had your AC serviced recently? Um, no. But I did have a roof put on, and when they uh put the vent ridge in there was debris all over the place yeah but that wouldn't that's not going to affect your air conditioning i Uh would strongly recommend getting on some type of a service plan with that air conditioning system because those coils the interior coils will get clogged up and that will cause your condensate to be dirty and that will cause your drains to that drain to back up. 
So you can clean out. You could do it, or you could get an AC service company to do it. But you specifically want to ask them to please clean the interior coil. Okay. Um, now, the water that was backing up was was clear. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's going to be. Yeah. Well, it's been filtered by the algae. Okay. Um, So I tried, I didn't have a compressor, but I tried blowing it with the shop vac and or a yard blower. Okay. Uh, No success. Tried a little bit of other mechanical means, no success. So I'm I'm pretty convinced that it's, that it's, um, that it's clogged. It's probably down. But now what, what did the roofer do? He, um, um, I thought because the catch of the condensation on the exhaust uh, was kind of exposed, I thought it may have been a lot of air debris, but he didn't think so. But they did suggest uh, sulfuric acid. And I've not heard trick. that to yeah. put down the drain. I'm hmm. not, I've not. I've I just not heard bleach that. first. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing bleach. Yeah, but don't don't combine them. <laughs> don't do one and then the other. Right. Jason's got a story yeah, about yeah. that. Oh my god! Fletch, you you you've got a very minor problem. Get a get a Get a well, the, the sulfuric acid already fixed it. It already fixed it. It made, it made oh. an overkill. It oh. made an overkill. That's what I was saying. This is a rhetorical question. Oh. I got and we'll but, see. Uh, you've tricked us with that big word. <laughs> right. Oh, <my> <laughs> uh, uh, so the sulfuric acid may have been a bazooka when I only needed it. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and you got to be careful works. putting pressurized air down a vent line. You'll blow the water right out of the toilet. <laughs> All right, folks. You know, thanks, Fletch, for the call. I appreciate it. And you know, we're going to have to write that down as part of one of the things that we say in the future. What what was that? Muriatic acid. Sulfuric Sulfuric acid. Sulfuric. What I thought he said. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you know what? It's time for another break. We're uh, still looking to hear from you about your home improvement projects. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. Uh, That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go straight to the phones, and um, Alan is on the line in Mobile. What's going on, Al? Alan, you with us? Yes, sir. I'm I'm with you. All right. So what's going on this morning? Well, I, I heard the lady talking something about extension cords and stuff, and I just wanted to make some comments. Yes. Uh, well, to, to save her some money the next time, you can go to the big box stores and buy these 80-foot-long cords, and the wire is 12-gauge to begin with. And, you know, you, you pay a little bit for them, but then... You know, for $3 a piece, you can buy the male or female connectors, plugs that go on the end of these. And it's going to take right. five minutes. Oh, yeah, and, so you're going to build your just extension make, cord. make your own extension. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yes. Just cut it. If it. And then another thing is, the most common problem is people take extension cords and they tie two cords in a knot to stop them from, from coming apart. apart when mm-hmm. And then what happens is they make a break on that wire and then it shorts out and breaks through and sometimes it makes contact sometimes it doesn't make contact 
Yikes. Cut off the first 18 inches or two foot of your old cord when you've got a problem and just put a new connector on there and you're done. And you're done. That was the first. Yeah. And then you could make as many as you want. And if you got old worn out cords, just throw them away and just get you make you what you need. But anyway, I had another issue. They talked about a uh, problem with the water running, I think, eroding the surface. Yeah. Uh, just and, and it's not exactly DIY, but it's a lot less trouble. Just have your have a landscaper or a friend with a little termite excavator dig your trench and put six inch line down and a 12 inch box at a couple of the places where it drains and let your water go underwater underground for about 100 feet to the point where it can dissipate and it saves a lot of problems and then the last thing is this man with the air conditioner problem and then lord bless him but you can take your shop back remove the internal filter so you don't have any restriction and take and apply the nozzle directly over the opening next to the internal unit and you'll suck a couple gallons of water out and also do it at the external place where you've made yourself a little French drain for the water to come out so pull the water out and you can put chlorine bleach through there yeah so you're, getting, a, you're just getting rid of the water so yeah. you can get to it quicker that's a good idea that's a great idea Alan thank you very much we got lots of calls so we're going to keep on moving in on Molly's on the line in uh, Natchez what's going on Molly well, I have two air conditioners in two different houses, and both of them, they're telling me the coil has a leak in it. In one house, they said it's going to take a year to get the coil. Woo. And then the other house, they're telling me that I could either uh, replace the inside unit where the coil is, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much that costs. I don't even know how much the coil costs. Right. And I, then I'm thinking, well, if I do that, the person that I use that I love they only sell Lux Air, which mm-hmm. I don't really have anything against Lux Air, except right. they used to have these stupid boards on them, these, whatever these boards are. Yeah. And that was a mess. Anyway, <laughs> I was wondering if there's a certain brand I should get, and should would it be cheaper just to replace the inside part now and uh, with a different brand, and what would you recommend? And then I could replace the outside part later. Uh I'm going to go first on this. I called it out of the two experts hands. I clutched this one. My recommendation is a second opinion (laughs) from another air conditioned person uh, who who uh, represents more than one brand. I'll tell you that because because I know that one part might be a year away to get on certain brands, but there are other brands out there right now where you can get that coil. Well, and, would you get something made in America? Would that everything made in America, like Amana? Absolutely. I have one Amana. Yeah. I like the Amana. <clears throat> I'm happy with it. A train, train is good. Train, um, American Standard. Yeah, I, I, I put I put train or ream in every one of my new houses. Yeah. So okay. that, there's a couple of different ones, but it, it, you know, not that I mean, you can love your contractor. That's great that you found someone that you have that you well, can trust and believe in. But if they only represent one brand, you might not be getting all the options you yeah. could. Well, well that's what I'm thinking, and I hate it. And he's probably going to retire, and then that's going to leave me out the cold anyway. Well, and two, you're. You're in Natchez, so you don't have a lot to choose from anyway. Not a lot. Unfortunately. Yeah. And I love well, Natchez. So. And I've spent 
enough money putting Freon in to yeah. buy the damn thing. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, look, and then there's I, that. I've been there. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I, I have been there, I promise. Well, something okay. you're going to have to keep in mind. Uh, whenever you get ready to replace an air conditioning system and you just said Freon, because newer systems aren't going to use Freon anymore. Well, I think she was just using that as yeah. a generic. Yeah, it's going to have to. If it's older, what they started yeah. in 2013, mm-hmm. starting uh, building. So if your system is older than 2013, you cannot, and I could correct me on this, but it's my understanding you can't replace the inside unless you replace the outside. That's true. Now, look, I will give you another suggestion, too. Natchez is not that far. Call call, call a company in Jackson if you need to. Yeah, if you have to. And, of course, yep. Natchez, yeah, yeah. So, okay. All right. Um, thanks well, what about these new units? Are they... Comparable to what we've had all these years. And what oh, they it's mean? better. Much it's, better. Yeah, it's yeah. Mu- they're much better. They're much more efficient. And don't um, let that scare you, Molly. Efficiency used to mean to me back in the day, people used to try to uh, explain heat pumps and things to mm-hmm. me, and they never see as a southerner a uh, heat pump. Ain't, no, no, no. I need something that blows cold air, right. and that, that's. I can tell you that that. That you can find that you know. Well, and well, look into your rebates. Uh, I, too. I'm, I'm going to tell you something else. This is a true story. Our 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 air went out in in my personal house uh, upstairs one day, downstairs the next. It was incredible. So anyway, we 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 upgraded our air units and I probably to a 16C or something. Mm-hmm. I, I I bit the bullet. I spent the money, and I can I can tell you our utility bill. I mean, it seemed like it went in half. Really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. It was It was amazing. But you kept just the, as cool, correct? Oh, right. I, yeah. You can okay. hang me in my house. You don't have to <laughs> so. on that thermostat. Now, let me give you some caution here. Uh-huh. If you put a brand new system in an old house with old ductwork, you're going to create a rainstorm. Well, there you go. You're so right. So you That's better true. seal that stuff you're, up because right. yeah. if you don't, you're going to have a world of problems. Think about it too. Also, if you uh, there'll be a new blower in that thing, and if it's stronger, it's gonna then pump that, <laughs> it's going to yeah. And if you don't seal that ductwork, right. you just got a rainstorm all right molly thank you for the call we're going to keep on moving uh joe is in hattiesburg with a tip on cleaning out the shower drains what's going on joe would you did you have an issue uh yeah so well, what's I'm going calling, on joe? sir what's going on joe tell us about it i was calling in about clearing drains and pipes that are clogged up mm-hmm. a real good a real good trick is to use a shop vac you can use a wet rag around the, the shop back end to make a good seal on the drain or, mm-hmm. or hose you're trying to clear. And if it's a two two sink hole, then you would plug the other side with a wet rag while you're sucking on. Right. Right. So you just turn the vacuum on. Yeah. It'll Which way? Right out. You pulling the water out so you can get to the clog easier. Oh, same thing with the, like on the air conditioning. Yeah, it's a great. I never thought about that. Right, and that's something I might go home and do it just for the fun of it. Right, sure. <laughs> you, wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe what you pull out, and you'll never blow anything all over another. Yeah, you know, that's true. And like that. and two, if you are going to put a chemical down there, it won't it won't dilute it. Oh, that's so. a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I okay. love it. So, yeah, I do too. Yeah. All right, that's 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 second second uh, person told us that. All right, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. All right, uh, we're going to keep going on the phone. We've got David and Bahalia. Uh What's going on? You've got a comment about the drain, right? 
yeah, and I also got a, a comment about the last call that was uh, the woman with the air conditioners. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, hey, can you, all, uh, can you, do you mind turning yeah, your radio down? There you go. I'm a, I turned it off. There you go. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so, okay. Uh, if she's got an air handler, which is uh, a unit that is like got an electric furnace, not a gas furnace, then it's, it's all one, one part. It's all together. Uh, mm-hmm. On the A coil part, okay, oh. the evaporator. Yeah, and if uh, and so that would have to be repl- the whole thing would have to be replaced, which includes the blower motor. Right. Uh, if she's got a gas furnace, she can replace the A coil, which sits on top of it, without replacing the furnace and wait till the furnace goes out. Huh. That's true. That's true. But you would have to do the the condenser outside. That's what I was saying. No, you don't. Um, If it's the A-coil, unless she goes with a thermostatic expansion valve. Wow. Uh, If it's the A-coil... Then, uh, and you, you have the, uh, capillary tubes or the metering device, as they call it. Then, um, what, what happens is the new coils since like, uh, I think it's 2013, somewhere in there, um, they are set up to go with the 410A. They can take the pressures of the 410A Freon. By the way, what he's talking about, folks, is the new type of refrigerant that they are moving to, or that they have moved they have to. Moved. They do not. They yeah, don't. well, they're getting ready on a phase out of that, too. Unfortunately, I just got a message. I do HVAC work. Oh, okay. That's why he's throwing around and, those big words. Right, yeah. <laughs> you got to keep us up, Hey, I thought of the, uh, I, I I thought of the proper name for Rip Rap. What's oh. that? Gabion. Gabion. Really? That's what you've been working on this whole time? The, well, <laughs> Actually, 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 my, my my concrete guy texted it to me. Oh, okay, with with a few little other We're words. On the capillary tubes, right. dude. David, David, <laughs> tell, tell us again. All right. So anyway, uh, if the outside unit has R twenty two in it, you can put the right size piston in for the R twenty two until the outside unit goes out. And then you switch that piston in the A-coil to the 410A when you replace the outside unit. But if you go with thermostatic expansion valve, a TXV, then you have to buy the TXV that fits. (laughs) Dude, I don't don't think this is something uh, we're going to do at home, David. Definitely moved out of the DIY territory. Well, no, I'm just trying to explain (laughs) the difference because somebody said that that you have to replace them both at the same time. And the only time that you have to do that. Okay, next thing is the uh the drain uh the the amount of water very cold water that goes into your drain on your condensate is creates uh a mold and the mold will dry up in the summer in the winter time and then it creates a clog but i've have i had one customer that it went into their bathroom drain, and just past the bathroom drain, it would plug it up. And the one time I tr- I did it, and it was a, a lot of work. The call- next time it happened, they called me, and I said, call a plumber. Right. 
<laughs> right. All right. Thanks, David. We appreciate your call. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. Still have time for a call or two. We're going to keep on moving. I've got an email here. Um, and this one hurt my heart reading it. Recently installed, unbeknownst to me, a defective fluorescent kitchen light. Now, the pins were bent, resulting in charring the insert piece. Uh, will I have to replace the entire fixture, or can that little end piece be replaced? Mary. Uh, I've worked with a fluorescent light fixture before. I will say this. Number one, uh, it depends very much on the fixture. The reason why I say that is that a lot of fluorescent fixtures that are sold are very cheaply made, just kind of tin. Uh, they're not and, – and bending metal – on these things, first of all, they're made out of just the worst kind of pop metal that'll cut your hand straight off if you do it wrong. But um, I don't know if that's the way to go. And these things can be inexpensive unless you got a really nice kitchen light that's decorative. Um, I'm I'm either if if it was if it was broken before you put it in, take it back. If it was broken when you installed it, if you if you if you like bent a pin or something like that, I don't know if it'll bend back. I don't know. You know, I've had a lot of success in um, it's, you know, they know me at the return desk, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's something you know, if I put it up and it's not right, I would take it down and take it back and get another one. Right, right. I mean, that's what I would do instead of trying to replace the part, unless it's been. You know, it kind of sounds like that happened over time. Right. The the damages occurred over time. So because they're not real expensive, I mean, mm-hmm. you can go look at those lights. You're looking at $25 for right. something like that. And by the way, I, I would say this. If, if, if you're messing with a fluorescent in any way, like working on one, and you've not done that before, please, please turn the power off. Um they're, is that a personal experience? For well, <laughs> I mean, you know, there is a piece of ceramic uh, right around the contacts that keep you between you and death, and that's it on on a on a uh, on a fluorescent. You know, the place where the two prongs goes in on a fluorescent, if that's cracked, it, it, you know. Yeah, you always want to cut the power at the breaker. It, oh yeah. Anytime oh, yeah. you're working on something like that, but you know, putting up lights is. Yeah, there you are with your hands over your head for an extended period of time. So it it just you know, oh, I've got you. I've got and you you're on, on a even. ladder. You just kind of plan that out carefully. Right. Uh, okay, I've got you over your head. That's gonna uh, this. We've had this question a couple of times in the past, and I'm going to give it a whirl again here. Good morning. I would love suggestions for removing a popcorn ceiling. Mm. Isn't that fun? And and painting the ceiling after. If the popcorn comes back as containing asbestos, most likely it won't, by the way, uh, how much should I expect for professional removal? I I doubt that at all. Blow the house up. (laughs) Rebuild. Start with a (laughs) flamethrower. Although it's asbestos, it won't burn. Uh, anyway, does popcorn have asbestos? No, no. I no, thought no. that was just those tiles. Yeah, no. you can, you can, you can. Um, so, so removing a popcorn ceiling, the it's it's not hard. It's just work. That's right. In other words, That's the procedure right. is pretty easy. Yep. Well, the, we've, the we've work been talking itself. about a shop vac. You can buy the extensions that go on a shop vac and use that to 
basically just vacuum it off the ceiling. It's got a scraper right, on it, sure. and you can scrape it. Yeah. But boy, would I have on some goggles and a, um, a some type it's of a mask. It's just a mess. It's it a is, it mess. is a mess. horrible mess. Yeah. I tell you a trick I did one time in my bathroom. I did this. Uh, I had a popcorn ceiling, and I was like, nah. I went to <laughs> I went to the big box stores and bought me two pieces of sheetrock. Yeah, and went right yeah, over right. the popcorn oh, ceiling. Oh, I got you one and, better. And double decks it, so now I have I have a flat ceiling, but it's double sheetrocked, and that doesn't hurt me on a second floor bathroom as far as uh, heat. Yeah. So well, you know, let me tell you what I did. I used soffit vinyl. <laughs> did you? I did. And my and my uh, I live in an old house. It's uh-huh. all cracked. Up. Now, how did you attach that? I, I framed it out uh, like um, in the sides, made well, yeah, a tiny soffit. Well, yeah, but it doesn't sag then, in the middle? Because it's got the ridges in it. I use soffit. Oh, you used the, actual uh, corrugated. Yeah, so you you don't see the screws that I put ah. up in there. Oh, wow. It's awesome because it looks like an old porch. Yeah, with the, okay. With the beadboard okay. soffit. This is in the restaurant? There, no, there, it's outside in the hall. I, I thought there, you were going to make me think I was going out there. There is a place for vinyl. Yeah, there it. Oh, there Ain't he goes. Ain't no sun gonna get to it there. <laughs> right. Not a big fan of vinyl. Like no, Jeff. I'm not. Not a big fan. Uh, okay, let's do one more uh, quickie here. Uh, this one: Can cracks in a marble shower or tub be repaired? This uh, one. This one came out right below the soap dish and going down yeah, to the tub. It's probably that build grade. It's, it's cultured marble. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably pink. It's 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 it's, it's 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 again. I bet you it's thirty five years old. Mm-hmm. Right. It is wore out. Mm-hmm. No shelf life. No. Yeah. This is a, no. Uh, this is something where you look into another option. Mm-hmm. The, the repair there, is, and if if you can repair it, um, you've got um, synthetic repaired synthetic marble. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. The resale on that's not going to be real. No, good. <laughs> we need we need to we need to get we just need to get get rid of it. All right, folks. Well, that's it. That's our show. Fix It One Hundred One is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill for Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, and I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and uh, listen to the Saturday re broadcast at 9. Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.